What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we got an awesome one for you today. Uh, you know, this is a special day, though, and I'm going to do something one time, one time only. One time Happy a year. Happy birthday to you. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we're losing him oh hey thanks. happy birthday buddy i appreciate you man thanks dude i'm singing to you when i'm sick so everybody can hear me hey you sounded great uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll try not to make you laugh too much tonight because i know uh you got a little sore throat going on over there and um i don't want to don't want to get you all choked up yeah dude well, uh, happy birthday from me and all of the comic book layer crew. Uh, stoked to have you on board, I guess. I don't know what I'm saying, dude. We're just stoked it's your B-Day. Dude, thanks, man. I had a good day today. I got uh, actually had work off today. They told me not to come in, so I was super stoked on that. Um, I got a, My wife got me a new, like a Nespresso machine. Nice. Those are way better than Keurig. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's freaking delish. So now I'm spoiled. And, um, yeah, just hung out, went out to lunch with the family today and, um, yeah, it was a good week for me, man. Right on, dude. You know who else I think has one of those Nespresso machines is our boy Ross. Yeah, dude. Ross. It's the bee's knees. Telling bees you, it, like, knees. Dude, it's, it's way better than an old Keurig. So I was super yeah. stoked. Right on, dude. Well, glad you had a good day and a good week, man. Yeah, How dude, old are I- you now? 43? Oh my gosh, dude. I should feel 43 after this week. I do remember oh, I've been training for the yeah. old 10K. How'd it this go? was the week. Wednesday was the day I did it. And um uh, dude, I made some I made some rookie running mistakes that I mean I'm sure every runner out there has made. And I even told myself I had multiple people tell me, like, hey, when when the race starts, just take it easy. You know, like don't yeah, go yeah, out yeah. of the gates full bore and just start sprinting you know like just take it easy and get in the rhythm and i was like oh yeah that's i know my pace i'm I'm gonna be fine you know i'm not worried about that well like i can't remember how many people we had doing the 10k um but like everybody got in the the front of the line you know and i had my partner um with me uh, a lady that works in my building and she's a pretty good runner and, uh, um, you know, they, 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 uh, do the countdown. We all take off running and there's some dudes that were running that were fast. And so I start booking it and I'm like, I'm feeling good. And then my competitive, my competitiveness kicked in and I just wanted to stay at the top of the pack with everybody, booking oh, it, you know, man. so I'm cruising dude. And we get like a mile in and, um, my running partner had, um, uh, a headphone, one earbud in, and it would tell her like her pace. And every time she hit a mile. And so we got a mile and she looked at me and she's like, man, we're doing great. We got an 829 pace. <laughs> and I was like, no, like I'm a 10 minute pace. Like I was flying. And so I was like, we need to slow down. Like I immediately got nervous. I was like, this is stupid. Like I can't keep up with these guys running this pace for yeah, six miles, crazy. you know? So we, I slowed it down a little bit and I was, but again, like I seen the front of the pack, you know, I'm like, I got to s- stay with them. And uh, didn't slow down enough, so um, it was four laps we had to do for the for the full ten k, and we got finished with the first lap, and I was like, okay, my legs were already jello. I, I felt them. I was like, this is bad, bad news. And so I was like, let's slow down. So I slowed down halfway through the second lap. 
I told my partner, I said, <laughs> you might as well keep going because I I'm dead. Like my legs are done. And um, so it was rough. Um, it, just a dumb move by me. Um, my each like mile slowly just crept up to like in the 11s. But I, I finished overall an hour and four minutes. I think it was like a 1021 pace. That's pretty good, dude. But it's weird because I had my Strava on and I started my Strava a little late, like maybe maybe a quarter mile in, I think. I don't know. I was a little late. But my Strava said my pace was like 1050 or something like that. But then we had we all had race bibs with like a little chip in it that tracked every lap. And that told me 1021. So I don't know. Uh, I felt really slow, but m- maybe it was that first couple miles, you know, since I was going quick. So I don't know. But either way, I finished in an hour and four minutes and um, I'm still sore today. My quads hurt. Yeah, dude. That's pretty good, though, man. Congrats on finishing. I have to yeah. say, I don't know dude. if I could right now. It was tough, man. And it was hot too. Like it was in the middle of the day. I think we started at like 1130 and there was no cloud cover. And so just this, like there was a stretch um, where the wind was blowing in our face and the sun was just like directly on us with no shade. And it it was tough. It was like probably almost like three quarters of a mile stretch every time we did our um, loop that was like that. And it was, it was challenging, but I made it. So I was super stoked on that, dude. Heck yeah, dude. I think that's a pretty good pace, you ask me. I, I mean, even doing one mile at eight minutes and something, I'm like, woo, I'd be done done. The dude who won, um, he had like a 720 pace or something like that. He was booking it, dude. Like he ended up, uh, my last lap, he ended up lapping me, right? Oh. Yeah, he was he was fast, dude. What'd you say to him when you saw he, him lapping you? Hey, he buddy. La- yeah, he lapped me by like a, so he finished and... Um, I don't know. I still had like a a whole like over half a lap left. But um, but honestly, when he passed me, I couldn't even talk. I was just like, I gave him the like thumbs up. Like <laughs> I was dying. That's crazy. Dude, I had a I have a buddy who uh, ran a marathon one time and he was telling me about it. And he's like, he got pretty close to the end. I think there was like four miles, something like that to go. And in a marathon, that's pretty close to the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, he's like, man, if I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, he's like, I just started weeping. He's like running <laughs> and weeping. And he said, another runner had to come alongside him and like, you can do it, buddy. You can do it. You can make it. It's got to be. But he's like, he's like, it's un- he's like, I didn't even, it was like uncontrollable. It just came. Yeah. You know? huh. Weird. I know. Okay. So after we won or finished the race, um, my coworker who I ran with, she got first in women's in the women's um, bracket. I can't, I think I finished like 20th in the men's all uh, overall. But anyways, we were um, sitting there and my brother texts me and he's like, dude, good job. Let's train for a marathon. And I was like, uh. bro, never in my life am I going to train for a marathon. I was like, maybe I could do a half. Maybe I could yeah. do 13 miles. I could, I could do, I could do that. Um, I would definitely have to train more obviously and make sure I just run slow. But, um, so we were sitting there eating lunch and somebody brought up like, uh, statistics of like people who run like 10 K or more. And I can't remember the percentage. It was some crazy percentage, um, of people when they're running, this is kind of crazy. I don't know if you want to put this on there, but poop their pants. 
dude, I've seen it. I've seen it in the Olympics. Just, <laughs> and I started cracking And they up. keep going. And I was like, well, according to the amount of people we had in our race, we would have had it uh, with, if it's, you know, statistics and all that, it would have, we would have had two people poop their pants. <laughs> Oh my god! And I was just thinking, like, how crazy is that? I'd be one of the two. I would. I mean, it's just, man. Dude, I told him I was like, if if that, like, you would have seen me running a lot faster if I was about to poop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but oh um, yeah, other than that, it was a good week, man. Um, got that knocked out. Felt pretty proud of myself, um, even though I, you know, made the mistake of going all out. But um, yeah, it was a good week. How was yours? Terrible. Uh, oh, well, besides being sick, uh, terrible. <laughs> Gosh, bring it together we, two weeks. Hey, listen, we had a long stretch there where none of us were sick. I, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, this one sucks, dude. And like, of course, you know, the whole time you're like, is it COVID? Is it not COVID? Uh, so far it's not COVID, but I had a gnarly sore throat, uh, it's all in my lungs now. That's why I can barely breathe when I laugh and cough. Um, but yeah, dude. So I stayed home for a day. You sound a lot better uh, today than when thanks, I talked to you a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, I kind of moved out of my nose and now it's in my lungs, but whatever. I'm better, dude. Lots better. But I just wasn't able to read. I couldn't focus. Like, And so my apologies to Jeff Lemire on this Gideon Falls run. I just kind of was like half checked in for both of them because I had to fly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah, about that. Yeah. Then this is the second half I've been sick. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I gave it my all, but I tried. Hey, I can't wait to hear what you say, because I didn't get a chance to chat with you with these last um, eight issues we went over. So, yeah, definitely a lot different for me than the first eight. That's for sure. But I um, can't wait before- to, to ask you about some of your uh, speculation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But before we get going, um, I read Public Domain 5. That's the only other thing I got to read this week. Is, was, yeah, I only read one other thing too. But my question for you is: Is that the uh, is that the end? Does I don't think so. Off the, no, I, no? I, it it might finish off this arc, but um, I hope it's not the end. End. Do you know how many well, issues it is? No, we got to look it up. It better not be. Well, while I'm because looking it's it up, just getting rolling. Like this was a seriously? rad issue. I think this was one of my favorite issues. Dang. Because you got remember issue four left off with that um girl um coming yeah um to the dad's house and wanting like uh her piece of the pie, you know, like her cut. And then they're like, Hey, why don't you work for us? And so this is where it takes off where she's like ready to, you know, like start riding with them. And the brother is supposed to be riding as well, right? And uh-huh. the brother doesn't want to write at all still. He's still like being a jerk. Like he, he really? basically even yeah. after everything. Yeah, he basically tells the um I can't remember this girl's name. He basically tells her, I'm gonna just sit back and let you do everything. Cause this is your dream, you know. Like you've always wanted to be a comic writer. I don't want anything to do with this. And um That's gotta crush his dad a little. Yeah, well, he's not gonna tell his dad that. He's gonna, you know, kind of just lay low and let her do all the work basically. Um, so he's still kind of being a jerk, not bought in on the whole thing. The dad's all stoked, you know, cause he's starting this new, um, publisher called Dallas comics. And, um, he has like these, like 
he's he's trying to draw still and he's terrible he's like really yes he can't do it anymore you know and the one brother he's just like he's you know him he's going going along with it and like his dad like rents out this like studio space in this like ghetto part of town and he's all stoked about it um that is one of his son's names right yeah is that the one that has the gambling? Dad that's their, the no, that's dad? their their last name. I think is Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So um, Miles is the one who doesn't want to have any anything to do with it, right? And the other brother, he's just kind of just going along with it. But do you remember this dude? The dude who um, comes and picks up comics like weekly from uh, yeah, yeah. So that that's his like biggest fan, right? So he comes back into the picture, like pick, to pick up another book, and sees that he's starting gonna start writing again, and is just stoked out of his mind. You know, like this is his favorite writer. He's all pumped, and um, so then you you kind of get a um, a back and forth um, with the Dallas family getting everything started up, but then you get a back and forth with um, the people who uh. ha- have all the big domain stuff going on, the big corporation, and this guy's like. Um, all fired up that his sister gave him the rights, you know? So he's like, I'm going to start writing comics again. So he goes like back into the office. He starts, he's trying to write comics and he hears people around the water cooler, like talking like, dude, this guy's terrible, you know? So he's nervous, He, you know, because he knows that Dallas is, you know, the Dallas is going to knock it out of the, out of the park, yeah. you know, because it's going to bring like, think about it. It's going to be like very, uh, nostalgic that he's coming back to write these comics again after so long. Right. And so people are going to be all over it. And well, so, um, they get ready to go see this, like, um, old beat up building that he got some office space in. Well, when they get there, that dude who is in love with his comics ends up being like really, really rich and owns some business. Oh my gosh. Dude. And so he goes before them and like decks this place out for them. And they're just like blown away. They're like, dude, we have a real legit like office now. And so, uh, Muhammad is the dude's name. And, uh, Mr. Dallas is like, dude, we can't accept this. And he's like, yeah, like, I've been getting comics for you from you weekly for years and you never let me compensate you or anything. And these are like, you've signed them all and they're all, you know, collectors. And, and he's like, so this is, you know, the nothing, like I want to do this for you guys. And so they're all stoked. Right. And so they get in there and the dad is all fired up. He draws his first character like to get going. Oh no! <laughs> and when when Miles and the other lady who's gonna write see it, they're like, "We're screwed. Like we can't do this." <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, basically, like looking at each other, like, "Dude, this isn't gonna go well. Like we're gonna be looking for jobs real quick." But then, dude, here comes the brother and saves the day with his tattoo skills. Oh, because he can tattoo. Yes. And so Shoot. once they see that it ends, it ends and they're like, dude, let's now they're all fired up. Even, uh, miles is like, dude, let's make comics. And so Shoot. it's like, they're ready to go, dude. So I was super pumped to, to read this one, man. It, it was a rad issue for sure. Dude, That sounds so cool. I did notice that, uh, this is at least the end of the first arc, but the trade says volume one. So hopefully there's going to be more. I mean, otherwise it, it wouldn't say volume it, one. Yeah, if it ends like this, I mean, it'd be cool because you can just think of what's going to happen. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I loved it, dude. I thought it was super cool. One of my favorite issues in this run so far. 
And um, it just got me stoked because now like they're all together doing what they've always wanted to do. Even yeah. Miles, who was like this whole time, just like not about, you know, you know doing this, this with his dad. He's stoked. <laughs> Tell me. When everyone saw the brothers drawing and they were like, let's do a comic book. This reminds me of the time I saw you draw Wolverine. And I was like, bro, we got to do a comic book together. And we were serious. Dude, we were in high school, dude. That was terrible. I drew one, like, not even halfway decent Wolverine. And you're like, bro, you you can be the the artist and I'll write a story. And I was like, yeah, dude. (laughs) It didn't last long at all, dude. We were not creative. I, no. I couldn't draw anything else. It was terrible. I can tell a story that lasted all of four panels. And then I'm like, wait, who was the first character? Oh, gosh. Dude, well, I'm glad you liked it, man. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to jump into that soon. Uh, yeah, it was great, dude. The, the studio that he built from the panel on that looked rad. Dude, it was cool because like, um, Mr. Dallas had like a picture of where they were going and it was literally looked like, just an dump. abandoned it looked like an abandoned building but he was still yeah. fired up about it he's like dude this is going to be our space let's go and you know miles and the the, the lady who's with him was like great like is this should i be looking for another job like this is not going to be happening and she was even like asking mr dallas can i stay with you because i don't have anywhere to stay you know like yeah. um but when they get there and what muhammad did and then he he gives his like a little backstory on how he has money and, and it's pretty neat um you get to see flashbacks too of when miles was young and when this girl was young and um i won't spoil that part or or tell you what the flashback is but it was it was a pretty cool flashback to see where they're at now that's rad dude where did uh where did it leave off with the other dude the other kind of creator of public domain or whatever it left off the last time you see him is he's um he's in he's uh so he goes back to the studio and he never is in the office right because he's like you know mr bigwig now but he's in the studio in an office just like typing up new stories and then he's going in like they have a vault of all the old comics so he's like i need to cross-reference something and he's like he goes back into this big room where their old comics are and he's looking for an old character and he hears people around the water cooler saying, like, I can't believe this guy's back. His stories are junk. Like, this is going to be terrible. So then it just shows him, like, nervous because he knows that they messed up. And that I kind mean, of you, where it leaves off there with him. Yeah. You can kind of get a sense he knew right away, too, in the previous issue where he's yeah, like, did yeah. what? Because his sister, who was the lawyer or whatever, felt like she got a real good win. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no. Yep. And he can remember because he was in the plane talking to that one guy. Oh, yeah, know? that's right. He lost yep. his mind on that dude. Yep. And so um, he knows they're they're going to be screwed if they don't do something. And um, the sister's kind of like, she's in it in, in this issue. And she's still kind of like, why are you freaking out? You know, but yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting because they have a I mean, their team is huge. And the Dallas, it's just the dad, the two brothers, and and now this this woman they bring on board. So the four four main crew, you know, like yeah. So that's cool. But yeah, I loved it. Um, super cool issue, man. Um, I got a bunch of others, but I just didn't get a chance to read them. Save them for this weekend. Right on. It's hard without you? a hanging, dude. I know. Right on, buddy. I'm glad you liked it. What'd you read though? What was the other one you read? You said you read one. Oh, uh, I got into two. Uh, now that I think about it, I did get to read, I think it was issue six of Batman the Night. 
Oh yeah. And it's the one where he goes and meets a like legit magician. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it was a little weird, but I thought his kind of interactions with, I think her name was Zatanna's the daughter. Yeah. The dude's daughter. It was interesting. They knew each other from the past. But what I liked about it the most wasn't so much the magic stuff, but just kind of the interplay of who Batman is and what magic requires of somebody and how it requires like giving up of everything. And it was something that like he knew he couldn't do to be who he wanted to be. And so really his big takeaway from that meeting wasn't so much like now I know magic as much as yeah. now I really know myself and what I'm willing to give up and not give up to be who I want to be. And uh, that was interesting, I thought. I thought that the panel with the real magician at the end where he kind of saves the day with the like circles around his hands, mm-hmm. very Dr. Uh, Dr. Big Strange time, to dude. me. Big time. <laughs> so I was like, eh, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, He wasn't my favorite character or anything, but I just kind of liked that interplay for Batman. Yeah. No, just that part. Of that's the good insight. Yeah. I like that. Cause that one I think was my least favorite issue that runs so far. Um, I picked up issue 10, so I'll be able to finish oh, yeah. it this weekend and finish up the whole run. So super stoked to see how it is. I can't wait till you catch up because the last few issues have been awesome. Yeah, me too, man. And then I got to read uh, Dark Space's Wildfire. Scott well, Sneeder. Full issue four. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. How was it? Tell me about it. I just, this is one I don't. Oh, wait. Did I not already ruin this one for you? Well, you kind of chatted about it with me on the way home, but you were feeling sick. But then I kind of guessed what was going to happen. And oh, you just, yeah, that's like, right. You were just kind of yeah, laughing, yeah. and I was like, I knew it. I knew, yeah. So this one kind of picks up, dude. And, uh, you know, last issue, all the mercenaries are running up the hill. They shot Ma. And so that's right where we pick up, and they're just coming so in the door. It wasn't police officers, right? N- no. Okay. It was mercenaries for sure. And they're just saying, hey, we got you surrounded, blah, blah, blah. And at first, they're, they're trying to decide, like, what they want to do. Like, should they make a run for it? Should they put up a fight? Uh, but that's kind of short-lived. And they're like, we just got to wave the white flag, you know? Yeah, there's no sense so, chance. Yeah, they open the door, and they're just like, we surrender. But um, they're not they're not, they're not, not there to, like, bargain with these women. Yeah. So they just immediately zip-tie them up. And uh, then it's crazy because as they're all zip tied up, they take at gunpoint one of the girls and they say, you're coming with us. And, uh, you know, at this point you're already kind of curious, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like what's going on. But then the three remaining girls all kind of like have this really cool talk, uh, like heartfelt sort of like, I don't know, the stuff with Ma like is always really touching, I think because of like how much she cares for them mm-hmm. and how, how much she's willing to, compromise because of her love for them and her own sort of like principles sometimes. Yeah. Uh, And I can't remember if it's her. I think it's her, but she like gets out of the zip ties by like popping her wrist out of place. And anyway, so she, they all get out of the zip ties and uh, do you want me to ruin the end? Just let her rip. Spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) Turns out, dude, that one of the girls is like, I'm working with those mercenaries. Uh Uh-huh. I, and so as they're all officer. yeah so what was crazy is one of so one of the mercenaries goes back up to shoot them uh but of course they're out of their zip ties right so i think ma caps the dude in the head and then the other girl's really smart and she's like we have to shoot him three more times so that the people think that he came and killed us all oh yeah yeah very smart and so they're <clears throat> sneaking around and uh they get down to where the big like where they're getting the crypto from 
and they're like, like the we're server gonna... room. Yeah. And they're also worried about this chick. And mom's just like, don't worry, we're going to save her. We're going to do whatever it takes to save her. And the last panel is they peek their head in that room and it's her talking to the mercenaries and putting the USB drive into the crypto computer, just saying, uh, we've taken care of those girls. Now uh, the plan proceeds as normal. So you're like, so she hey. like double crossed them maybe with some other bad guys or something. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So I kind of wonder Gosh. like what her game plan is. Yeah. Very cool. So, but that was wild dude. And like, seriously, just the artwork, dude, is still some of my favorite, man. Dude, the artwork and coloring in that run is rad. So good. Yeah. And uh, I thought the twist at the end was wild. Like, I didn't see it coming because they felt like they were so close-knit. Like, there was no yeah. signs of, like, anybody feeling, you know. Inmates, any- dude, and they're trickery. Trickery. <laughs> uh, how's the paneling? Because the paneling in that um, story has been... I would still say it was really good, but it wasn't, there weren't those like panels that really were wild. Like, was that at the beginning of last issue? Issue three. Yeah. They had some rad paneling. There wasn't any sort of like work like that in this one, but it's still really cool. But yeah, it was a little bit more of a simple, more of a simpler, simply laid out. Yeah. 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 Simpler. Is that a word? (laughs) Simpler. Simpler. (laughs) I mean, there's some some panels, but it's just not quite as cool. Oh, yeah. That is pretty cool still. Well, good, dude. But, yeah, man. What do you say we get into uh, part two of uh, our Gideon Falls run with the uh, issues uh, 9 through 16? What do you think? Oh, 9 through 16. Right? Yeah. No, for sure. That's definitely what I read. Hey, <laughs> well, I hope so. Dude, before we get going though, let's talk about uh, let's talk a little bit about our predictions. What do you think? What we kind of what we kind of were saying after we read the first eight. One of the ones you were saying was that Norton Sinclair was Danny, Danny boy, yep. And that kind of has a whole sort of wild sort of turn of events there, right? Pretty nuts, dude. What do you think about how that all played out? It turned out you were sort of right. Well, no, you were right, but his name was wrong. Well, how is his name wrong? Because he's not really Norton Sinclair. He never was. Yeah. Even though he's confused. Yeah, yeah. He was lost. But, so that Danny. was, that's, yeah, that's been Danny the whole time. Yeah. So that was wild. So good call there, man. So, yeah. So he's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. They find out, um, you know, it kind of starts off in nine with um, like the, the sister Clara. And real quick, another thing, listen. <laughs> We've been calling this dude Father Will. Oh my god! All last episode, we were saying his name's Wilfred, but they call him Fred. We were calling him Father Will. It's Father Fred. We sound like dorks, dude. (laughs) (laughs) We noticed it before the episode went live, and you had called me to tell me. So when I was listening to the episode. I was dying. I was like, I couldn't bear to listen to it anymore. I was like, Father Will. Oh dude, I was God. cracking up the whole time listening to it, dude. It was hysterical, man. <laughs> Father Will. So Fred uh, and Clara, they're now, you know, trying to investigate who this who this uh, dude is that they have this picture of, right? And Clara comes yeah. out and says he, like, looks super familiar. Like, you know, she can tell it's um, her brother. So she's like, Let's, we got to go talk to my dad. And, um... Clara, she still doesn't buy this whole black barn thing. At least she doesn't want to admit it. 
Yeah, that's the way I would put it for sure. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was weird though that like the doc, Clara's dad, when she showed him the picture of Norton, Danny, uh, he wasn't like so quick to be like, Oh yeah, that's Danny. He was just yeah, like, Yeah, no. it kind of looks familiar. Yeah, he wasn't but, at all, which was kind of weird to me. But I really like the part where they had the flashback where they showed Danny and Clara playing as kids. Clara, Clara, I don't know how you say her name. Clara, Clara. And how yeah. he cut her his face yeah. by climbing on the tree. And so when she removes his mask and she sees the scar there, she's like, oh, yeah, it's Danny. Yeah, definitely. For and that sure. was huge for me because I was like, oh, now I can know it is Danny. Because yeah. for a while, I was just like, I don't have any idea with all the time jumps and different universes. Like, yeah, no idea. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, one kind of, I guess, prediction I had that we can just get out of the way that was terrible is um, so, you, you know, you had uh, Dr. Angie. Uh-huh. And um, that one other doctor like came in and he was yeah. um, kind of a jerk. Yeah. And like he I don't know what he he's weird, but he so far he hasn't have anything to do with any other character. So he's not like I thought maybe like characters were, you know, he could have been uh, Fred and Will because he, he will. Yeah, Father Will. He looks super, you know, like similar to him. But so that was totally wrong. Well, wrong and right, because one of the things I was going to say uh, is that about the art, dude, there's a couple times where I get people confused because mm, faces yeah. look kind of similar, dude. Yeah, no, for sure. So I wouldn't hold hold that against you there. But, but uh, Kadri was not Father Fred. And he seems weird, though, but you don't ever see him pop up in the in, in, in the last half of this deluxe. Um, yeah. I bet you he comes back some somehow, some way. He could, yeah. So we'll, we'll see um, if we keep going here. But um, yeah, he's sketchy though to me, dude. He's definitely sketch. Because it seems like other, he know he knows something, like you know, oh, like. I wonder if he's one of the doors. Maybe yeah, that's a good could be a yeah, door. That's yeah. Hmm. Could be. Um, yeah. So did you want to get into that at all? Like the doors or well, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the, the thing that you mentioned at the end of last episode was the Gideon Falls thing that I didn't catch mm. the first time through. Yeah. Yeah. And that ends up being way, even way bigger now. Way like bigger picture. There's a million picture. Gideon Falls. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Let's chat about that. Definitely. So what did you think about the old timey Gideon Falls or that's like Wild West? Dude, there's like, there's like, so there's like the Wild West. Yeah. Steampunk Gideon Falls. There's like, um, the modern day, like Gideon Falls. I can't remember how many different Gideon Falls we see, but I think we see like four or five different versions of Gideon Falls. So uh, like another thing, like when they go into this black barn, like, would you say it's like time travel or just like different alternate universes? Like, how would you kind of what 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 would you say? I know, dude, that's such a hard one, because part of me feels like the easy answer is time travel. But like it feels it feels bigger than that or more complex than just time travel. But maybe it's just time travel. But I also think it could be like different Gideon Falls in different dimensions or something. And yeah, because uh, it's super fascinating to me how uh when Father Fred and Danny enter at the same time mm-hmm. and they meet each other, but then they pop out into like where each. So Danny ends up back where Father Fred yeah, originally like the entered. farm town. 
they like reversed. You know what yep, I'm saying? Yep. And then uh, Father Fred ends up in the big city with Angie. So yeah. Danny ends up showing up with his sister, and uh, Father ends up showing up with Angie, his his um, doctor. Yeah. And so it could be time travel, but it also feels. I don't know. Don't you feel like it feels a little mm-hmm. bigger somehow or something? Yeah. I definitely think it's bigger. I don't think it's just necessarily time travel. I think it's yeah. like, like, I don't know about multiverse, but definitely like a different universe or something for sure. Yeah. If that I makes mean, sense. No, totally. Because the steampunk thing doesn't just feel like, it feels like a just Gideon Falls and Dimension X or something. And you know? even like even when um, Danny and uh, Father Fred meet each other in there and they finally meet up with Norton Sinclair, like he shows them this uh, like machine and he's, you know, Father Fred's like, what in the world is this? And his words are, you know, see for yourself. It's worlds, really. Yeah, so it's like yeah, totally yeah, different yeah. worlds. I feel like that answers the question. <clears throat> yeah. And what did they call that thing? The Penta something? The Pentecostal? Did I say it right? I don't know. I might not have even said it right. Well, it sounds good to me. But um, that's f- Pentecostal or like a, it's five, right? Because they have. Yeah. So there's, isn't there like five different five? worlds? Yeah, I think it's five. Don't we see five different like worlds or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think we have seen five right now. Yeah. Dude, the paneling work, though, where when Norton's showing him this thing, like this double page spread of him saying, behold, his many kingdoms. Oh, yeah. The paneling is freaking great, dude. There's so many pages here, like double page spreads where they're just like some of the coolest, like unique paneling you'll see. It's pretty rad. Yeah. But what do you think really quick? Because I don't want to gloss over it, but that whole Norton Sinclair meeting Norton Sinclair business. Because, you know, at this point, you're not you still are a a little confused as to why Danny's calling himself Norton Sinclair. And so he and Father Fred are kind of talking to each other and he's saying, like, no, I'm Norton. And he's like, no, you're. And then when they finally meet the real Norton, he says, no, you're not my boy. I am. And he's like, or I was. And so it's all this like uh, I thought that character was crazy. But you find out that like maybe through Danny's sort of like passages through this time and meeting with the laughing man has like can lost himself a little bit in it. Yeah. So I thinks wondered, of himself as Norton Sinclair. Yeah. There's some, so this, these um, issues kind of confuse me. I'll be a little honest with you. Like there was some, so much craziness going on, like compared to the first eight issues, I got a little lost. Um, going through these. So like, you don't even like, I don't even think you know or understand why he started calling himself Norton Sinclair to begin with. You know what I mean? Like so far we don't know because you know, you know, he was like six or eight or whatever when he was found and then went to the orphanage, but he's, so he's seen the smiling man though, this whole time because he was trying to make him a doorway. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if it has to do with that, but you kind of don't know why he's, thinks he's Norton. Like, I don't know where even that came from. Yeah. That's going to be something that I'm sure maybe gets fleshed out in the second, you know, half of this whole series. Yeah. But Norton's wild, dude. It turns out is your understanding that Norton is the laughing man. Cause it kind of seemed like he transformed like this weird cockroach coming through him. And then it kind of pulls his mouth and all of a sudden he's a smiling man. 
I don't necessarily think he's the la- like- the smiling man. I just so he was the first Norton Sinclair. You you find out from Stock Sutness, he's the first like dude in Gideon Falls who was starting these murders. Right. Right. And so I don't know if the laugh, the smiling man, like used him as a, a doorway to to get out. And, you know, so is the big roach just technically the the laughing man that yeah. he just takes over bodies? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, that panel, that double page right there is, I mean, that's Norton with the. Yeah, I'm assuming. But, yeah, I don't know, I guess. But he is talking freaking wild, dude. Definitely a wild story, man. So you get like um, this introduction in in this issue where Danny and um, Fred meet and they finally get to see a little bit of the bigger picture, you know, like yeah, all these different worlds and all the, the craziness. You get more of the smiling man. And then next thing you know, Danny wakes up and he's with his sister and Father Fred wakes up and he's with Angie. And they, they kind of don't even know like... Danny still seems to kind of know what's going on because he he's like, no, I'm Norton. But when you get to the father, Fred's like, he doesn't even know who he is, anything. Right. Yeah. Like he has no, it, it's almost like he wakes up where, where Danny was standing in the, in that, um, with Angie. And he's like, just lost. Don't you think? So, I mean, yeah. And at first Angie doesn't even like, I always, at first when I was reading, I was like, man, Danny got the better end of that stick because he gets there and his he's, he's immediately recognized. Fred gets there and that his chick just bounces on him right away. Yeah, like, his oh, storyline when he gets there, he's going through all kinds of craziness because he's getting flashbacks with that Rebecca lady. He's getting like chased by some dudes that he doesn't know who they are. And he's just kind of thrown the wolves almost. Yeah. But dude, one of the things I thought was really cool here in the the back half of of this uh, volume was kind of building the pieces together a little bit more. Like we get to find out who the bishop is. Um, I forget his name now, though. Burke. Burke, yeah. Bishop Burke. And uh, he's been traveling almost as long as Norton Sinclair has. Like he's got a varied history and like he's known throughout the different worlds, if we're going to call them worlds. Yeah. Uh, and so it seems like what's cool here is that it's setting up kind of like a good versus evil, but we don't really like know that for sure yet. But if the laughing man is trying, like he keeps saying, like his big goal and what he's been trying to do forever is get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what these doorways are for. And no, and Danny let him down. We'll get to what happens with that later. But on the flip side of that, you've got Bishop Burke, right? Yep, Burke. He's kind of creating what I would call like the anti sort of uh, black barn group. And so he's got I forget what they call him, but he's putting together like different like counterparts to the doorways. And they're trying to fight off the laughing man in different universes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how you get to find out some of the messages that Bishop's been given. Fred kind of start to make a little bit more sense. Mm -hmm. But it gets wild because you get to go with Burke here in a couple of these issues when he's younger. And it kind of builds that up. And that was wild. Uh, He loses an eye from. Yeah. From issue 13 on, like you find that you get to see like the original 
I guess like appearance of the Black Barn back in yeah. in, in Gideon Falls when it's almost like a Western time period, right? Yeah. And that's when you see you get inter- introduced to Father Burke when when they go into this barn that Norton Sinclair originally built, yeah. and all of them die except Father Burke, and he walks in and he's like, "Wait a second, you're not Norton Sinclair." And he's like, you're right. I'm the one who smiles in the dark. So that's why I don't think this uh, Norton Sinclair, I think Norton Sinclair was just another doorway, another person being used by this smiley man. Interesting. We'll have to you know keep that I mean? in mind as we, yeah, for sure. We'll have to keep that in mind as we dig into the next. So that's, that's what, interesting. I, I think, you know, it kind of goes against what uh, plays with what you said, like this whole good versus evil, you know? Yeah. And so he's using all these people as just doorways to create chaos and evil. And then you have father Burke, who was the original, I, I guess, uh, one to, to con, con, combat. Like Norton Sinclair was the first Danny. Yeah. He was the first doorway. I think that's crazy. No, that's it. I think that's really good. One of the things I thought was cool too, is that father Burke, you see him for the first time. He's actually making a map of like yeah, yeah. the different worlds and how they all kind of string together. And that's kind of his goal at first. But I like the way he calls it like Gideon two is the frontier. Gideon three is steam mm-hmm. on his own map. But and so another, I, sorry, another area I kind of got lost is as we're following Father Burke through all these different doorways, right? Because he goes back into this Western time period. He's just chasing the smiling man, like, to try to catch him, like, to try to defeat him, right? And he's he's chasing him down, comes across a bunch more dead bodies, goes back into the black barn. And then next thing you know, he's in a different, you know, he's in steampunk time, you know, and then... He's running around because more dead bodies are appearing. And this is where you said, like, he's starting to um, draw this map out. And it gets to one time period where it's almost like, um, what would you even call that, man? They're like running around in loincloths. <laughs> That's really hard. I, I, I don't know how I would describe it, I guess. Um, tribal. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He gets to that time period and you see this lady who I didn't know... At first, I was super confused, but it ends up being um, Angie somehow, the doctor. Yeah, like a super older version of her. And she goes by Angela now. Yes. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. I was super confused at that point, at that part. I wasn't confused as much as I was like intrigued. I wanted to know so bad, like how she got there, how she ended up breaking away from Danny, or at least seeming like. Are they broken away? Are they not broken away? Because like maybe Danny's not necessarily a bad guy. Yeah, he's just being used by the bad guy. So, and she didn't get a chance here in these last couple issues of this volume to really explain. Everything's in a rush, and she admits it. She's like, "I'll explain everything later." But right now, um, you know, we have something we have to do, and we got to do it quick. Yeah. But that's when you see, dude, that she has. They have in this tribal town their own penta thing yeah that the father built or brought to them somehow from like previous time so they've been hanging on to this expecting his return and knowing that when he returned he's going to somehow use it to accomplish something yeah well um when he uses it he like automatically dips to some different multiverse or universe where then he becomes i think who he is now like the main bishop over all uh, the priests right 
Oh, you're right. So does he use it there? That yeah. Clear. You brought it here. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Pentoculus. Pentoc. Yeah, there it is. Crazy. Yeah. So that is, you're right, dude. Yeah. So that's now he's the dude who's kind of sit up behind that very long table uh, calling the shots for all these bishops or for all these other priests. Yeah, dude. So it's kind of wild, man. Like the, the first eight issues, you know, it's kind of like this slower, like, I don't know, like methodical, like little pieces of puzzles getting put together and you're trying to figure it out. And then these last eight issues are just like <laughs> action packed, like full throttle, like yeah, yeah. craziness. It's, it's, it's kind of like you've spent a good amount of time, like you've you've got the corner pieces together and you're feeling yeah. really good about them. Yeah. And then someone comes and just dumps all the pieces on top and you're like, oh man. Yes, dude, hundred percent. You nailed it, I think. So I, that's a good analogy. I think, dude, I think you, that's really <laughs> spot on. I kind of liked it, uh, mainly because I like getting to know now that there are these doorways for the laughing man, that the Bishop has this group he's putting together to fight the mystery of the black barn or whatever the heck is really going on there. Um, I, for one, am like intrigued beyond dude. Like I got to dive in. Uh, to the next volume as soon as it comes out because I want to know what the heck's going on. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because there's a there's a lot, man, in in these issues, and like like you said, it's just a lot different pacing, I guess I would say. Um, yeah. and um, yeah, man, you leave off. I, I mean, uh, you want to talk a little bit about the end? You kind of mentioned it earlier with with Danny and um, yeah, good point. So the laughing man, uh, so Doc Sutton, he got hurt some, oh, he had a heart heart attack. attack. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in the hospital and that's when Clara brings Danny to go visit him. And kind of while Doc Sutton's like in a dream or something, he's visited by the laughing man. Yeah. And, uh, he pretty much straight up tells Danny like, all right, I mean, he tells Doc Sutton like, Hey, I need a doorway. Your son failed me. So I'm going to use you now. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that? Dude. Creepy last panel. For creepy last panel. Um, I will say this before I answer your question. Even though like the art wasn't my favorite, in these last couple issues, there was some pretty rad like double splash pages oh, where I was yeah. just like, dude, that is wicked. like, And just creepy. So Super creepy, creepy stuff. But um, it makes you think, you know, because you see that last panel and now he's going to be the doorway for the smiling man. Yeah. But you would think that Danny would immediately recognize it. That's a good point. I didn't you know what think I mean? About. Yeah. Because his eyes like turn and he has this creepy smile. So you would think Danny would immediately be like, I mean, we'll see. And also... Yeah. Um, Doc Sutton has spent almost his lifetime like being a plowman and fighting this black barn, and now he's a doorway. Yeah, like, you know, so it's wild. See, I'm all in, dude. This is nuts. Like, even as we're talking about it, like, yeah, all these different things that didn't even think about. Like, I wonder if there's I, part of me is kind of like, what's the laughing man think, dude? Like, if Danny didn't work. Doc Sutton's definitely not going to work. He spent his life fighting you. Like, yeah. what do you think? <clears throat> yeah. 
So it's going to be interesting um, for sure moving forward because a lot of crazy stuff like happened so fast in these last few issues. It's weird. I would say like the penciling isn't my favorite, but the art still on its own. Like it is really compelling. The paneling works fantastic. Some of those pages, like I think you nailed it, where it's like a film strip, like DNA kind of blending together, really kind of yeah. brought home the whole thing of like now the worlds are the like different worlds. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. And then this panel, dude, or these doubles page spread. Yeah, I think that's Doc Sutton's office or something like that. Yeah, that's so his, cool, that's his dude. Yeah. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, for Spooky Month, you know, we've decided to to dive into this, and I've had a great time diving into it. What would you rate it in a terms of like one to five spookiness? Does it feel more like thriller to you? Like it does, or is it, feels, it spooky? It feels a little more thriller to me. But I will yeah. tell you this, dude. Like. <laughs> did you leave it out no no so listen i went um the when we finished part one last week um i was super stoked because i love like the first eight issues i was like dude this is freaking mind-blowing like i don't know what to think what's going on so i go upstairs go to bed and i finally start passing out and we still sleep with a a baby monitor on for for the the baby you know and i'm like almost passed out and I hear like somebody talking, you know? And so I wake up, I'm like, what the heck was the that? man talking to Dude, you. it was creeping me out. <laughs> I was like, is the laughing, is the smiling man oh, chatting no. me up right now? Is there a black barn in my backyard? So then I, I started falling back to sleep and I heard it again. And oh. anyway, it ended up being my son, like sleep talking or something, but it was creepy, dude. It freaked me out. Oof. But as as far as like spookiness rating, I would probably maybe give it like a three or so. Like it, it's more like th- I I would say thrill on the thriller side for me. Yeah, I agree. Like it seems a little, it's not as scary as it is um, mysterious, but I think uh, it's definitely been a fun read. And I think actually that's why I like it more than I anticipated because, because it's not a straight so, horror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, and I will say, like I said, even though the penciling is not my favorite, I, it's hard to quantify like exactly what I love about the art, but it's just, it's, it seems really creative in its layouts. Mm, yeah, no, and, for uh, sure. I think you nailed it with that. And it seems like it does lend itself to a little bit of that creepy vibe. Like the, the layouts do more of the work for the scariness. Yeah. Then then the story does. No, I you nailed it. I I would say exactly what you said. That's great. Yeah. So dude, like leaving off volume 1 uh here like what's your final thoughts on it? And do you have a rating for us? Like what are you thinking here finishing off this hefty little deluxe hardcover volume 1? Well, dude, I'll be honest. I think with what you just said, um, absolutely nailed it for for what I would I would uh, say about this. Like, um, very cool story that's just woven together by Lemire really, really well. Like, you have so many characters, yeah. and the way he tells this story from like both points of views in the beginning. And then they mesh together and like intertwine with each other. And then for a little bit, like they're on the same, you know, storyline and then they get mixed up again, you know, and different, like really well done from like a, a, like the story is 
he does a great job doing that. Um, not my favorite art, but I will say like, there's just some pages that, like you said, add to that, that, that creepiness effect. The paneling I thought was really well done throughout the whole thing, which adds another element of like, almost like creepiness and, and just adds to the, the craziness of the story. And it, it just did such a great job together. Um, so for me, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Yeah. I think that's a great score, dude. Yeah. And you nailed your explanation there. I, I like the way you said it kind of like how it starts off on the, like, almost like you're watching one film and then it splits off into two and then the films kind of like start meshing together again. And yeah, that's wild. Uh, yeah, and that's true about all the different characters. Uh, I like everything you said there. I would agree with you. I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with a four out of five as well. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was super cool. I think anybody who's into something that's like just mind bending, yeah, yeah, like make you think, uh, just get us a little twisted. I would really appreciate this. I wouldn't say if you're into horror necessarily. Maybe you still would, but to me, it's more of that like uh mind bender than anything else dude there's so many like like you just said like twists and turns and just like literally after i like after i read every issue like i my brain is just in overdrive like just putting it all together trying to figure out what's going on like it's just crazy how this story did that to me yeah dude um, and just as a reminder, one of the thing I wanted to say now before we forget is that volume two, the deluxe edition volume two actually comes out on November 9th. So pretty soon, dude. Perfect. So I loved it, man. I'm definitely, well, I already got it pre-ordered, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you do, but yeah, man, I'm, I was glad to uh, get into this with you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I think, you know. I'd recommend it to most people, I think. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, check it out if you're if you're into this genre. Even if you're not like it's not my favorite genre, and I know it's not yours as well, but it was still um really, really good. Yeah. Right on, buddy. I'm glad I got into this one with you because I didn't know what to think in the beginning. And um like I, I remember reading the first issue a long time ago and I liked it, but then after getting into um what is it, Bone Orchard? Yeah, you know, it was yeah. another like I didn't really like Bone Orchard that much. I was kind of a little nervous getting back into this, and so yeah. but this is really, really good, man. I, I liked it. I got issue two of Ten Thousand Black Feathers sitting here, and it just hasn't made me like. Normally, if I get a Lemire thing in the mail, I'm like, let's read it. Yeah, yeah. But it hasn't done it for me. Man. It could be one of those ones too where you have to have them all. You know, like uh, like have it as a trade or something. You never know. Yeah, yeah. All right on, dude. Well, I think we should definitely hop into volume two of this when we get a chance. Oh, no, yeah. It'd be fun to finish off a whole dude for complete sure. story. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, right on, buddy. Uh, you got your eye on anything next week? Dude, next week there's a ton of stuff coming out, man. Dude, it's huge. It's going to be one of those weeks where I'm going to have to be very... Um, Selective. Yeah, very selective with what I get because I don't even know if I'm going to be able to um, pick everything up at once. I might have to split it up, but I'm looking forward to remember uh, Scott Snyder's Canary. It's a comicsology exclusive. Yeah, I think next week issue. I think it's issue four comes out. I think whatever. I think it's four. And is it three? Think, three or four? I think we- I- yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I true. can't remember, but either way, that story was super rad, and um, I really want to dive back into that world. The art in that was so was in, 
So, so good. So that's, I think, one of the biggest ones I'm looking forward to next week. Um, what about you? I think for me, dude, I'm really stoked for Paul Dano making his comic oh, book debut yeah. with Riddler year one. You were just asking me about that, too, not too long ago. Yeah. So stoked to see that come out. Uh, Catwoman Lonely City number four. I've loved that. So that finishes off that short story. Hey, I think the biggest one you're looking forward to next week is Boogeyman. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Boogeyman <laughs> issue two, dude, from a blaze. I'm actually stoked for that for sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people loved it. Yeah, we've got um Vanish number two coming out. I liked number one a lot. One I'm not really sure if I'm gonna pick up, but I'm gonna mention that it's coming out just because I've been mentioning it as Samurai Doggy Three. Patrick Todd number four. Oh yeah, yeah. Or something wrong with Patrick Todd number four, sorry. Uh Hard Eyes number three. It's going to be a fun one. Bloodshot Unleashed, number two. I really liked uh, number one. And Blink, number four. And 06 Protocol, number two. Oh, Cities of Magic, too. Weren't you on that one? Issue yeah. five? Yeah, that one's coming out, too. Yeah, yeah. Right on. There was another one that you mentioned that I didn't write down. Uh, oh, Stuff of Nightmares. Oh, yeah. R.L. Stein's second one. Yep. That should be so cool. That'll be cool. I'm sure they're going to have a ton of variant covers. It's going to be hard to pick those. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what, what goes down there. I really enjoyed that first first issue. Yeah, me too. Super fun. Yeah, and if any of those sound cool to you, check out coffeeandacomic.com. Enter our coupon code, comic book layer in all caps at checkout to save yourself 15% off. Frank's a cool dude. That's where I got my pool set up. Uh, check it out. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, buddy. I said you will not be disappointed. It's so weird, but we're going to roll with it. Uh, but how can people keep up with us and what we got going on, man? Well, before they keep up with us next week, we're going to be diving. <laughs> Thank you. That's important. <laughs> hey, next week, we're going to be doing another BO dub to kind of keep up with uh, the whole um, spooky October uh, theme we got going on. And uh, we're going to be diving into Scott Snyder's Witches. Been something that's been on our list actually for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, we put it on our list long time ago. Long time ago. We wanted to read this for a while. So um, super stoked on that. Um, I'm pumped to get into that one because um, I've been reading a ton of Scott Snyder stuff lately. Dude, me too. I, he's slowly, him and Lemire are kind of, him, Lemire and Zdarsky are kind of in the ring for me. Yeah. Batting it out for that top spot. It's going to be hard though. Lemire. He's got an extra couple lives for playing a video <laughs> game. Um, but yeah, so uh, make sure you um, check us out for that. Super stoked to be diving into witches next week. Heck yeah. But uh, definitely subscribe to our show here. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we love to hear from you. Head over to our Instagram page at the comic book glare. You can see um, everything we're reading and uh, what we've got going on. Check out our link tree there. That'll take you over to um, our website and our Discord. Uh, we can get further plugged in. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know what um, scary stuff you're reading this month. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Heck yeah, but before before we do our typical outro here, buddy, I just want to say, again, happy birthday, buddy. Thanks for taking time out to do another Lair episode with us here on your birthday. Uh, so the biggest of happy birthday wishes. I don't, is that what you say? Uh, dude, something I pre- to you, yeah, buddy. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And um, honestly, dude, this is a, a great way to end, end the birthday night right here. Hanging in the land Heck with my yeah, buddy. buddy. Heck yeah, man. But uh, anyways, y'all, we appreciate you. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. 
Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.